30 teams, 30 pods, 30 days. The Mariners CEO just got fired, and we are fired up about the Mariners 2021 season, are we? I don't know. Let's talk about it. Welcome back to We Got Ice. We love baseball. We hope you guys do too. Thanks for joining us. A little fun fact. That's the first time I've ever started an intro with without what's going on baseball fans. I don't know how I feel. You feel kind of empty inside. I feel a little bit empty, but my name is Jack, joined here by Lorenzo, my nice co-host as always. How are we doing today? Good. I'm glad that I have a name and I'm not just You do AI. have a name. I've, I've been yeah. identity well, crisis. In my head, you're still just a tool I use, um, but <laughs> might as well name it, you know? <laughs> See, guys, this is, he takes 99.1%. He gave yeah. me a decrease in my, I can't even afford to eat corn anymore. I got no food. It's sad. But you want to know who else is kind of struggling to get by? The Mariners. I yeah. came into this offseason. This podcast I highlighted in my head um, as one of the podcasts that I'm most, most excited for like to do. So I feel like the Mariners have been a team that I've always liked but never have just been good in my lifetime. And I was like, oh, if we can just get back to the Ken Griffey Jr. days, those 90s, 97, 98 seasons where he was just like a kid and baseball was fun and Seattle was a cool logo and I liked the Seahawks. So Seattle's a fun town. Fun t- town. Fun Bean town. town. <laughs> fun team. But then yeah. all mm-hmm. positive momentum just came crashing down like a ton of bricks. But first, let's talk about 2020, Jack. 27-33, they finished third in the AL West. People were like, are the Mariners going to push the Astros? Question mark. That was kind of like question mark. Question mark. That was kind of you're the sassy dialogue. today. I like it. I am. Kinda, I, my hip just popped. I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> that was like the dialogue towards like the last week of the season. It was like, are the Mariners going to maybe you know sneak into the playoffs? They didn't, but they had a in my, what I viewed as not a terrible 2020. Definitely, um, a better season than what people thought they would have had coming at 27 and 33, but. At 27-33, and 33, that was one week away from sneaking into a wild card. Exactly. And you had the rookie of the year and Kyle Lewis and like a bunch of young prospects made their debuts. You felt some like good momentum. Some veterans carried the team a little bit. So it wasn't terrible. But now, let's fast forward to 2021 when Mariners land started off hot. You just signed reliever Ken Giles to 2022. Reliever Kenyon Middleton. And also James Paxton, former Mariner, going full circle, coming back on an $8.5 million contract for one year. But then... All positive momentum. Seems like the Mariners are finally clawing their way out of the depths of Seattle. And then uh, Kevin Mathers, not the brother of Marshall Mathers, no. goes on. Because this man was spitting nothing. This, spitting nothing. Oh, it was bad. He goes to the Rotary Club, a local boys town. You know, you grab, grab mm-hmm. a drink. You know, let's talk. Let's talk. And he just says a lot of stuff. Just a lot of stuff, dude. He just talked. And now they're, everyone hates the Mariners now. Because he was just like, yeah, Kyle Seager, our best player, I don't want him on this team. And he's like, yo, you know Jared Kelenic, you know, the number fourth overall prospect in baseball? Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to bring him up. I'm going to go play left field. <laughs> yeah, I really bad luck for the Mariners. I mean, he did um, resign, probably forcefully. but um, Resign. Yeah, so so that, that's good, at least. Um, have some new regime, regime up in here. But, yeah, he was basically the, the super villain to the MLB when that tape came out. It was like, this, the whole idea of players being screwed over now has a face, and it is this guy. Yeah, I just imagined he's like a Marvel villain. It's like Kevin, yeah. Kevin Mathers. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Mathers, super boring man. 
super boring man finds secret power yeah. and doesn't know how to shut up. <laughs> so he just so yeah, he said a lot of stuff, but I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about the players because you want to know what everyone has talked about that the depth, so we don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about their lineup for the 2021 season because I still like the players on this team. They are a very prospect-heavy team, so I think we probably actually start there before we go lineup because that's what's going to make or break this team in 2021. Notable prospects, as I said, include Jared Kellenick. Kellenick. I cannot do that name. It's not blowing me. You better hope he's a bust. Because I if you have to pray. say his name a bunch, you're screwed. Oh my gosh. Jared Kellenick's going to be the death of me. But I really hope he isn't a boss because he's number fourth overall prospect in baseball. Expected to come up in 2021 and have a major impact. Um, their number one prospect. He's also their number one prospect. Then you got Taylor Tremme, who's also a top 100 prospect. And Julio Rodriguez, who's the fifth best prospect in baseball. <laughs> so six top 100 prospects right now. That's pretty good. <laughs> I think you even spelt it wrong in the document. You spelt it like how you're saying it. I, I can't spell James. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> this really, man it's is my the... arch enemy, and I yeah. love him. I think he's going to be a dope player, but his name yeah. is very annoying. Uh, he's very <laughs> exciting. That's that's a great thing for the Mariners. I think the Mariners could have a Tatis moment where he comes out of nowhere and is a star, and they can build momentum around that and sign some free agents. I hope that's what happens. Yeah, he had a quote recently. He was talking about... The quotes that Kevin Mathers made, and he's like, it kind of sucks now in baseball that being good is like being punished. It's like, oh, yeah. you're good? No you, know, you don't get to play. You're good. Mm-hmm. So that sucks that he's kind of like, I feel like him and the Mariners organization probably aren't going to be long for each other, sadly, mm-hmm. from this event. But either way, I'm excited to watch him, and I'm also excited to watch Julio Rodriguez. He's probably one of the most promising young pitchers going in the minors right now. So two guys, they the Mariners farm system is loaded. Six top 100 prospects in baseball. Logan Gilbert, you might know him also from that press conference, is a right-handed pitcher expected to make an impact in 2021 as well. And then you also got Emerson Hancock and George Kirby are also pitching prospects with promise. So there's a lot of guys. This Mariners system is full of guys. So those are the people you don't know their names of who you should learn. But let's talk people you might actually know their names of. So Jack, here is the Mariners 2021 projected lineup. J.P. Crawford, Dylan Moore in the two-hole. Kyle Lewis, the rookie of the year in 2020, is batting three. Kyle Seegers batting cleanup. Mitch Hanniger in the fifth spot. Ty France followed by Jake Freely, Evan White, and rounding out the order at catcher. We got Luis Terrena. After that, how do you feel? Uh, there's a lot of names that people don't know, but a lot of names that people will know very soon. I think um, Evan White, J.P. Crawford are guys that, had pretty good years, and then obviously Kyle Lewis came out of nowhere. So those three guys joined by one of the top prospects in the game. Um, is I think that is an exciting young lineup regime, plus with some of those pitchers you mentioned earlier, try to fill out a rotation. Um, but it is, it does confuse me a little bit how they won 27 games. It's a little confusing. I think they benefited from a bad AL West. I think they benefited from a couple yeah. things. But also, they got some guys who just kind of do it in a subtle way. It's a, it's weird to think. Like, Ty France had a 305 batting average in 2020 and 155 plate appearances. Mm-hmm. Um, so, these it's just a weird thing that you see happen kind of with this team. That you don't wouldn't expect them to be as good as they were. But some players just kind of did it. So, like, Kyle, Kyle Lewis, rookie of the year, he kind of did it. Kyle Seeger had a down year, but still, Kyle Seeger was Kyle Seeger. 
So there's some players on this team that can kind of carry it. And then their pitching rotation was probably better than you start. Marco Gonzalez absolutely shoved in 2020. He had a free 10 ERA in 11 starts. 64 strikeouts, only 7 walks. He was nails. The rest of their rotation kind of struggled, but that's why they brought in James Paxton. That's why they have all these young guys who are hoping. So their projected rotation, let me give you it, for 2021, is looking like Marco Gonzalez, James Paxton, you see Kikuchi? You see Kikuchi? We'll go with that, yeah. Let's go with that. Uh, <laughs> Justin Sheffield and Chris Flexen, then followed by Justin Dunn. Obviously, this rotation is going to change a ton. If you're a Mariners fan, if this is a starting rotation by the end of the year, something went terribly wrong. You should see at least Logan Gilbert in there, hopefully Julio Rodriguez. I actually think if you're a Mariners fan, the only good thing to come out of that press conference is now they have to bring all their prospects up. True. Yeah, you definitely want to see. I think a good p- pitching comp to this team is the A's. I think how this season they just brought up a bunch of young stud pitchers and they they were just doing okay, which is what you what you want to see if they just got brought up. I think you're going to see that with the A's. I mean, with the Mariners in the next few years and that's I mean, if you're a fan, you got to be begging for that because the 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 rotation right now is lackluster even though they did pick up James Paxton. Can I make another comparison? I think they're more like the um I had the team in my head, the Marlins than the uh the A's. yeah that's all true the, the, all that like they had a couple all young guys. guys and then all the young guys bam in that yeah. rotation and that's what you want to see can julio rodriguez kind of step up and be a a factor on this team this year i think you really want to see that yeah. if he's able to get the call to the big league level which i think he should be but depending on how the mariners play that service time obviously logan gilbert would be up and a couple other young pitchers will get the shot but that's what i want to see from this Mariners team, there are some storylines I want to watch out for. How will Kyle Seager respond to his last year in Seattle, apparently? This is the last year. Mm-hmm. So what is Kyle Seager going to be? Does that press conference kind of make Kyle Seager give up? Does it light a fire under his butt? To be like, hey, I want to do something for this team now. This is my last year in Seattle, the team that I've been with my whole career. What? So how do you think he reacts? I think Kyle Seager hopefully reacts with a little bit of a fire. He can be a good influence on those younger players kind of teach them the ways because i think when he does retire or if he is he gonna retire or leave i think he's gonna leave leave yeah that makes sense yeah, he, has a, play, not, he right. has a team option for 2022 that they said they Two. weren't picking up yeah so he'll, he'll go to another team that'll be interesting i hope he can go to another team because i feel like he's gonna be forget he's gonna be forgot forgotten 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 i think that's a word I think so. It's not forgetted. It's not for. It's yeah. For forgotten. He's gonna be forgotten in his career, even though I think it was a good, good career. It almost in a similar way to King Felix. If King Felix wasn't as good as he was, that's a terrible comparison. <laughs> not a good comparison at all. Yeah. Kyle Seager was, has been a good play for the Mariners, so the disrespect that they put on his name is kind of mind blowing to me. He's been he's been yeah. a guy for them for the past decade, but um, yeah, I, I think he'll respond well. He's got great leadership qualities, which make his contract worth it. My next thing I kind of want to touch on a little bit is uh, this young man rotation. How will they hold up in 2020? Seattle plans to go for six-man rotation in 2021, which is interesting because I don't think we've mm. ever seen a six-man rotation kind of work on a good team. Um, yeah. So they're going to rely heavily on pitchers like Justin Sheffield, Justin Dunn, and Nick Margavicious. Margavicious? Um, yeah. Apologize if I pronounced your name wrong. Uh, all are 24-year-olds. They all performed very well in 2020. 
So hopefully all of them can continue that and get more young names, like I mentioned before. So the young man rotation. And then Marco Gonzalez hopefully can kind of be the de facto ace of that team to kind of help anchor out when one of those young guys gets roughed up and saves the bullpen, yeah. which was the worst in the the highest bullpen in the American League in 2020. We're at 5.92 ERA. So how are you feeling about this pen, Jack? Just one more thing on the rotation. I really like that idea about the six-man rotation for them because they can just cycle through all their young guys. Yeah, it's not bad. And idea. you don't rely on anyone. As Even Marco Gonzalez, he's their ace in quotation marks, but, I mean, he's not an ace for a good team. So um, just take a little bit of pressure off of everyone and just try to get through the season until you can kind of bolster up all forms of this team. But, yeah, this bullpen sucked, but in a way that you didn't really hear about it, which means... That um, it's not a good sign for the was team. Was it a silent suck? It was a silent suck. <laughs> Let's not make that a thing. I don't... <laughs> the si- the silent suck, no. dude. The SS. Um, I, t- I call that the one AM. The, oh. <laughs> 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 oh, I got Lorenzo that one. So let's go to the silence. So the bullpen, yeah. Uh, We got Rafael Montero is their number one pitcher. He's probably their closer right now. We got Kendall Graveman, Anthony Misichwich. Misich, can't say that. Uh, This Mariners team is going to give you a I hate this team. I'm kidding. (laughs) Casey Sadler, those are like their top relievers. None of them blow you away. They're all terrible in 2020. But hopefully... They can be a little bit better this year. They brought in Ken Giles, who's coming off Tommy John surgery, to kind of help anchor out that pen. But I so, but he's, he's not going to pitch until next season? Exactly. So, mm-hmm. they're, if you're a Mariners fan, this year is kind of like you're cashed on. I feel like this. if you're a Mariners fan, this is all about your young pitchers, Kyle Lewis and Jared Kellenick. Yes. <laughs> um, you want to see at least one or two of the following pitchers, Justin Sheffield, Justin Dunn, Nick Margavicious, Luke Gilbert, Mm. or Julio Rodriguez take a step to be a penciled-in guy in the 2022 season. You want to make sure Kyle Lewis isn't a one-off, and you want to see if Jared Kellen can do it at the big league level. So I think this is the year of the prospects for them. It is, yeah. Very well put. It is the year of the prospects. I also, just zooming out a little bit, if we can go um, Jackie Hot takes for a second. I think this is a crucial year for them. Because in a way, they're kind of trying to catch, or they're trying to beat the Angels to be a contender. Because I think the Astros and A's are kind of the um, established winners of this division. Um, and so naturally, they should be moving backwards. It definitely seems like the Astros are moving backwards, depending on the moves they make in this coming offseason. Um, but it seems that way. And, and we're just with the baseball culture right now, kind of despising them. And then the A's, I think, aren't necessarily going for it all and I mean that's what the A's always do they're going to be there but they're not like they're not just picking up guys so they're going to win the division every year so I think the Angels and A's are kind of in the same position except the A's have superstars right now so I think the Mariners are kind of trying to get there before the Angels do I I hear what you're saying I think my take on the Mariners is they are the best team set up in the AL West to become they have the highest ceiling in the AL West, in my opinion. Not 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 this year, but over the next couple of years, they will. Yeah, they got prospects. They are doing it right in the sense that they're drafting the young guys, they're building inner from inwards, yeah. and then they have going out and sign free agents as they kind of get closer and closer they're... to their breakthrough moment. The only issue I have with the Mariners 
it's how they're run. Because obviously yeah. they have an issue with like their CEO and their management and the upper the front office is my concern. But if you look at talent and young prospects, besides the Tigers, there's no other team in the league who has this many high prospects in the top 25 of the MLB right now. They have a ton of talent. I really like what they're doing with this team, like in the farm system and how they're developing and drafting, focusing a lot on pitching as we're seeing. They're taking a bunch of they're taking the Rays approach of throwing darts against a wall and seeing what sticks with a bunch of young pitchers, while also choosing guys that with high ceilings, such as the Marlins with Sixto Sanchez. So mm-hmm. I think they're doing a great combination of both. But how are you going to use those assets is what worries me. Yeah, that I agree completely. I also think they're in a great spot because unlike the Astros, A's, and Angels, who have really good talent on their team, the Mariners only have young talent. They don't have guys that are their windows are closing that they have to spend money on every single good player on this team that's going to be good for the next three years is under team control for a while and they really haven't been in the majors for that long so I just kind of countering my own hot take before they're they're a step behind those three teams but as soon as those three teams fall off then they're like maybe 2024 they're going to be primed yeah, the Mariners are in a good they're in a good spot for the long haul. I don't know how good they're gonna be in twenty twenty one. But for the long haul, their arrow is going up, every other arrow is going down because every other star player in the division is aging and they're the they're young. So if you're the Mariners fan, you got hope. But this team this season I don't really have much expectations for this type of roster. I think the lineup it has holes in it. Just be kind. Uh if I think Kyle Lewis is a good hitter. But he's, I don't know, his real ceiling as a number three hitter in the lineup. I don't think Kyle Seager can be your fourth hitter anymore. Mitch Hanniger as your five-hole guy is not not ideal at all. Uh, I like J.P. Crawford, but definitely not a leadoff hitter. There's only one or two guys in this lineup that scare me if I'm an opposing pitcher. Too many easy outs, in my opinion. Their rotation, like we mentioned earlier, Marco Gonzalez can spin it. The rest of the guys are either injury-prone or unproven. Uh, like James Paxton, good pickup for them, but can he actually stay healthy a full season? What is he going to give you? And then their bullpen is not good at all. So this team's just got a bunch of holes in it, but I think that's kind of intentional. So unless you got any closing thoughts on them, Jack, I want to talk a little jersey looks. Let's talk some jerseys. Let's talk some jerseys. So I feel like the Mariners jersey is something that we kind of talk about a lot in <laughs> yeah. a in a weird way. I don't think mm-hmm. we've ever like officially decided if we like it or not. I feel like we just talk about it a lot. Yeah, I, so I think the jerseys, <laughs> the the way we talk about jerseys is like is insane because passion. we we talk, we have so much passion, and then we talk about like stats and we're like just throwing out numbers that we just the silence suck. Like, what are we doing over here? All right, um, the I Mariners like jerseys, <laughs> I, I liked it too. Um, they're stuck in the Griffey era. I think the only. The only cool jersey with that kind of mint green and like that that style is the Griffey era jersey. I think they need something new for this new regime. I don't hate their jerseys, but I think they need an upgrade. Maybe they go retro. Um, maybe they modernize. I don't know what they want to do. Uh, I don't hate it, but I think for this young young team, Jared Kalenic jerseys, like how are you going to sell those jerseys? How are you going to build new fans, make the playoffs? Because obviously... As we say every episode, you gotta, you gotta look good to feel good, and then if you feel good, you play good. So we gotta get some of that going. I'm gonna put them at 
honestly like a 2.8 because Ooh. it doesn't wow me. I don't dislike it at all. But the color, I think dude, though. That color is kind of nice. The, the color is kind of nice, but it's there's not too much going on. The cream alternates are amazing. They are nice. Are we talking like the light blue ones? No, the it's like a cream. So it's like a off-white with like blue pinstripes. That one's cool, but it's an alternate. I don't love their home teal. See, I'm into the home teal. The home teal with the alternate color, the Crank Griffey Jr. on the back, like that classic one's nice. I think Jared Kellenick would look real hot in that jersey. Mm-hmm. I think that name is going to look real nice on the jersey, although I can't say it. Um, <laughs> I think it's going to look clean. I think this... Mariners jersey with King Felix in it back in the day can spin it. I don't like their dark blue ones. I like the teal. I think their white need a little improvement on the lettering. The white kind of looks like it's a dirty white. It's not like a clean white. Do you know what I, I mean? I like that. I do like the cream. The the, the dirty the dirty white? I, I mean, the... I'd call it cream. I don't think you have to say dirty white. <laughs> <laughs> I like dirty white. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Creamy. I kind of like a cleaner, a cleaner jersey. I feel like that one... Get dirty naturally, or get cream naturally. Don't get the... Uh, <laughs> from the silent sock? From the... <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of the whites, but I like I like the teal a lot. So, like I always... That's not too good. That's a one good jersey and one mediocre jersey, in my opinion, so I'm coming at an even free on them. Yeah, that's fair. We're So, we're, we're on the same radar. We're on the same park. I just like the teal better than you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teal's hot. So, that's let's fair, talk record, fair. Jack. What do you got for them coming in this season, record-wise? This, honestly, to be frank with you guys, I'm not quite sure where this team's going to come in. They could go a lot lower than I think. They could maybe be a little more competitive, but I think they're probably going to go a little on the lower side. and putting them at 72 and 90. A good, productive 72 and 90, but as their CEO literally expressed, they're clearly trying to save their talent for the future. I have them coming in at 74 and Eight. I think that this team is going to be carried carried by young guys, and it's going to be the most, the best seventy four and eighty eight you're ever going to get as a Mariners fan, in the sense that bad season, lot of hope for twenty twenty two. Lot of hope, yeah. You you gotta hope that this is, um, wow, Kyle Lewis got even better. Maybe we see Kalenic. Oh, we got a few good pitchers coming up, and then next offseason you sign a few bullpen pieces you sign a bench bat you sign an ace and you just get closer and closer 2022 need their manny machado moment they do and that's what a lot of guys out there they could get so shortstop market's gonna be popping so get that machado move and the mariners could be off and running get a veteran guy into this young core you got something going on you do that brings conclusion to another daily podcast today we did the seattle mariners tomorrow we're going to be doing another team if you want to find out you're going to have to check back tomorrow but in the meantime if you want to hear more make sure you guys check us out on social media at we got a baseball on instagram and tiktok what is your record for the seattle mariners comment below and if we said anything that you hated or liked make sure you comment that as well leave a rating if you have the time and we will see you guys tomorrow with another podcast take it easy and stay chilly